0: Welcome to Bad Therapy. Episode
1: 11. I use my...
0: Biggest dumb bitch voice when I do our intro. Like,
1: <laughs> so just a second ago, Madison goes, "Hey Siri," and then my phone was like, "Hey Siri." <laughs> my phone <laughs> was like, "Yes." Thinks
0: it's Allie. Yeah. Like, I was like, "Thanks." I used my dumbest bitch voice, and then I
1: agreed with her because I don't know. She I was said, yeah. confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you do." Wait. Episode
0: eleven. It's our lucky number. Eleven, eleven. What do you do when you see eleven, eleven? I call you <laughs> every, <laughs> so, time. every time. Screenshot. Says it's, it's true. Eleven, eleven.
1: We lately have been seeing angel numbers like crazy, but specifically ones. One
0: one everywhere. car, My dash. My uh,
1: my dash. I have a funny story about this. So Madison and I had been seeing one 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 everywhere, and I was driving one day, and so I took a picture of the license plate right in front of me of this car (laughs) because the license plate was was like one one one. one. Yeah.
0: So I sent it to her, and she
1: she replied. She's like,
0: "Wouldn't you get in an accident? Do I need to find this person? Yeah. Hit and run? Yeah. No, no, that
1: was your response. You said hit and run question mark? And I was like so confused, and she goes. Oh, I thought you were sending me a picture
0: of that car because they just hit and ran. <laughs> like I thought she was like, you know, immediately like I'm her panic blanket. So I thought maybe she was like mad. This person like sideswiped me. Like find them because she knows I would. Yeah, but, but really it was just like the license plate. But
1: if she had just looked at the photo at all, it just said one one one. I'm
0: instantly like in protection mode. Like who yeah. do I need to yeah. fuck up today?
1: For sure, and I appreciate that. But I was just like, girl, come on. It's one one. You ruined the mo- you ruined
0: the moment. <laughs> we're manifesting every eleven eleven. Love, health, happiness, wealth, abundance. Mm-hmm. Say it over and over and over and over. I swear to God, it'll happen. Yeah. Like, we have been thriving. <laughs> we have been thriving. Maybe. Oh, Allie today was like, I fucking ate my lighter one <laughs> <laughs> I've been struggling
1: a little bit. I deal with some um, thyroid issues, which have been flaring up as of late, but that's okay. Everything else is going very, very well. You have Lots issues that are flaring?
0: they Flaring, they're flaring up, they're flaring, they're bright red. I like your lipstick, by the way. Speaking of bright red, is that red. speaking of your flaring problems? Also,
1: nothing is bright red with my thyroid, <laughs> just to be clear.
0: It's like, dude, are they like a hidden innuendo? Like, she has herpes. Like, <laughs> oh, definitely not what I was this saying. This is gonna be the outlandish pod. Like, yeah, I'm in a mood, I'm kind of feeling feisty. We were talking today about being a couple of sassy bitches. Yes. This is a great transition into a couple of sassy bitches with a little bit of an attitude because we do. We have an attitude problem. And I'm not going to lie and say I don't. I'm not going to be one of those girls that's like, no, I'm really... Su- I always wished I was a girl who was really sweet. Yeah. Like, there's a girl who I can specifically think of who is so sweet. She was always just so sweet genuinely really is yeah genuinely though it wasn't fake just a nice not a mean sassy bone in that woman's body mm-hmm. and i was so envious of her my whole life but then i realized my attitude problem is three quarters of my personality yeah and men eat <laughs> that shit up so something for me in the dating life that i struggle with like i have a
1: massive attitude problem madison sometimes more than me and it depends on the day <laughs> your face you're right. It depends on the day. We take turns. But for me, in relationships specifically, this is what I was talking about. I'm when I'm in love with you, I treat I you say, like shit. I was gonna say eat your ass, but that like not like like figuratively, not literally. I worship the ground that they walk on. Like I'm so sweet. I go above and beyond. That's just who I am when I'm in love with somebody. But I always end up getting shat on. And nothing works in my favor. These guys just Run you're cool. so
0: nice. You're way, you're too nice. Too nice. Yeah. You like you bend to the will of, of the man yeah. of the fucking male ego.
1: Yeah. And so I've noticed that whenever I don't like a guy and I'm not giving them attention, maybe not being rude to them, but kind of just, you know, it's not, a fine line. Yeah. Like I'm just not doting over them or whatever it may be. Right. They like you're not, are, you're not
0: kissing the ground. They walk on. Yeah. They
1: are obsessed. Obsessed. And I just can't all the
0: time. I'm like, what, why would you be obsessed with me? I'm not even nice to you. Let's be real. Guys love sassy, bitchy, attitude-driven women. It's a thing. They love it. And and there's something about their hormones, the way that it like triggers. I don't know if they need to be more masculine. So
1: there's actually scientifically been proven that men fall in love through a hormone called vasopressin. And women fall in love through oxytocin, and oxytocin is released in a woman when we're having sexual intercourse or we're close with them, cuddling, very intimate, intimate yeah. things. So women, we you know, we say, oh, it's different for men and women having sex because women fall in love easier in that arena, right?
0: Like that's very like an instance where we would actually fall in love. Right. Whereas men, it's kind of just.
1: But for us, it's because we literally have hormones that are in play that are playing the strings B-released.
0: here. In those moments. Whereas
1: vasopressin in men is what makes them fall in love. And guess when vasopressin is released for men? When they're stressed. So essentially... Oh
0: my God. The more
1: you stress your man out, the more he's going to fall in love with you.
0: No wonder my man loves me so much.
1: <laughs> no, but dead ass, It's like, obviously there's there's a fine line, like we were saying, but, and this is never a theory that I've tested. This is just science. You can look it up and read about it, but vasopressin and um, oxytocin are two completely different hormones. We get oxytocin, men get vasopressin.
0: I wonder what it is about vasopressin or stress release that like makes them feel more attached because you're so right. You're honestly so right.
1: I, I don't know. I would be curious to look into it more. I think it has something to do with like cortisol to
0: like levels being high. Like maybe them like feeling more, they need to be a man. They need to take charge. They need to like, I don't know, correct the situation because yeah, I'm maybe. like, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a very sweet, loving girlfriend. I do a lot mm-hmm. to make sure my partner feels cared for, but I'm like vasopressin, vasopressin, vasopressin. <laughs> like here's some more fucking vasopressin. Yeah.
1: And they do. They love Madison. They love her. Every single one of them. (laughs) Three guys. And and I will say, because I've known you such a long time, the ones that you're the worst to are the most obsessed. It's the craziest thing. Sometimes
0: I am such a bitch.
1: But it makes sense to know that that's that's taking place within their body, I guess. Um, And maybe I should
0: try it sometime. That's kind of
1: crazy (laughs) for you because
0: like, when you really like a guy, you are so down for the cause. Yeah. And you are so just you you almost kind of i don't want to say lose yourself but i oh for sure i do you don't you're not really you sometimes because you're trying so hard to please yeah you know please them and make them feel loved and cared for like god forbid you make your partner feel loved and cared for
1: yeah well 100 but i think that i'm not like that when i'm with someone that doesn't make me feel like i need to go above and beyond for them to love me you like, know what i mean if
0: you actually had like a regular relationship yeah where you trusted each other and you had a good where
1: i knew that they weren't just gonna leave tomorrow yeah. You could be yourself actually, i could be myself but it's always in scenarios huh. where i feel you could be your
0: sassy bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can be my country like, self yeah, so, so for the girls out there listening uh be a bitch to your man
1: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that's not what we're telling yeah. you i just thought it was a fun little fact and i also think it's fucking weird that Guys like it when you're mean to them more than when you're nice to them. Like, especially maybe in a relationship, I don't know, but in the beginning phases of a relationship, when you're starting to date someone and they're not fully interested in you yet, the worst thing you can literally do is like dote over them, fall at
0: their feet. Yeah. And it's funny because the accuracy of this I dated one guy. There's only one guy that I've ever dated where I was like... Immediately head over heels. Felt... I wouldn't say immediately head over heels. Well, but like you would have done... I you, felt, would have, you pulled an alley. You know what it was? He made me very insecure. And that's what it is. So I was so insecure. So you portray this perfect I was, vision of what it could oh, be yeah. like to date I, I was not me. Yeah. I was so nice and just like to his back end call. And I, I. it's funny. Him and I would always have this conversation. I'm like, you like girls that treat you like shit. And he's like, who doesn't? Huh. And I'm like, okay, well, I should treat him like shit, but yeah. like, it was but you in, can't. It got in my head. Yeah. And every other time, like, it's just been natural for me. Mm-hmm. Even like, I'm in such a good, happy relationship now. We have a good balance of mm-hmm. it. But when you feel insecure, when you feel like you're not good enough, or you're, you have to try to really like push yourself to be good enough for this person. Yeah. That's when you start acting.
1: And I can think that literally probably two of the relationships I've been in were like that. And I did lose myself. And I remember even feeling when I was with them like that I I didn't feel like myself. Or I didn't feel like I could be myself because the person that I was portraying, which by the way, ladies, if anyone's listening to this right now and going through something with like a situationship or like a shitty relationship, it's not worth it to not be able to be yourself with someone. So like if you no. have to fake it to get them to like you, don't even bother because not, you're going to be, not it. you're going to get like three, four five months in, you're starting to be more comfortable. You want to be yourself and then they're not going to like you. They're like,
0: why are you acting yeah. weird? Like, why are you? They're
1: not going to like that. Then it's going to make you feel worse about yourself and then you're going to go back to being fake about who you are and trying to like be this person that you're not so that they'll like you. It's just it's such a slippery slope. Take it from someone that's done it a couple
0: times. And it's not like we're saying like be a bitch because we're not.
1: No, I'm just saying don't. I guess my point for this is now transitioning into a different type kind of topic. Like if you are da- seeing someone and they are making you feel like insecure. Like, you feel like you have to do certain things that are maybe not out of character, but something that you would do for someone that you're deeply in love with, not someone that won't even call you
0: back on a Friday night. Right. Because your sass and your attitude for your partner, for someone who loves you, is going to be endearing. Like, yeah. it's, it's a good, it's a part of your relationship. It, it works. Like, don't be doing wifey things for. on a girlfriend salary. Yeah, on girlfriend's yeah. salary. Especially for someone who does not treat you deservingly of that. Right. Because Which, the. S- situationships like it's a situation yeah and you're trying such. too fucking hard yeah and you're wondering why you're not it's getting, not working you're not getting the same thing and in return such yeah. a mind
1: fuck too because you're doing every like damn i'm more. doing more than i would do like yeah, with my husband I was, like, i'm better to you than i ever was to the guy i did for four and a half years like
0: but it's because you feel forced to and that's horrible but that's the thing is like when it works with someone it works Mm -hmm. and that's something I've really noticed is that when something is going to click it just clicks Mm -hmm. and you don't have to like struggle with it Mm -hmm. fighting to figure out if you're doing the right thing if they're doing the right thing like you're insecure did I should I send this text should I call them should I because usually the answer is don't send the text no of course don't call them
1: don't but then you know oh they're not going to reach out unless I do and that's like that should be a sign right
0: that that right there no but in that
1: situation it's so hard because you
0: know you could reach out to them and they would reply well and then in yeah. a sense it's a little bit ego driven on the woman's side because it's like I don't want to be rejected yeah. I don't want to be the one that 100% it's I hard. need to be the one that said no it's, you're not the one for me
1: it's so hard and I deal with that so deeply because I don't feel very ego driven but because it makes me feel like when that would happen it, like what is wrong with me I would just combat it by making so that it, the cycle didn't stop so that i didn't have to fully because of course after it ends and time passes you realize that it really has nothing to do with you but in the moment anyone could tell you that and you're it doesn't like, matter no, it no. doesn't make you feel better because you're like well if it wasn't me then why the fuck don't they want me but the truth is like some people are just not meant to be not with compatible you. yeah and
0: some people are not emotionally available or emotionally mature enough to be like to be real most women are looking for a relationship or something real like you mm-hmm. don't really just want to fuck around yeah, That's it's, not in our nature usually
1: men well we're yeah. getting older now so now <laughs> i feel like it is changing the guys that we date are wanting something a little bit more serious yeah sometimes but for a couple of years back like the last couple of years you know i'm 25 now it was bad it was bad because yeah. these men were not I think as women, we just naturally are looking for something real and yeah. serious. Whereas guys, especially y- younger, don't look for that. That's not what they're wanting at all.
0: And the only reason it didn't get to me is because I was really good at making them feel you wanted. You were the yeah. reverse me. because I knew what they were going to do anyway. Yeah. I was never going to give someone the chance to make me. You feel were never. Stupid.
1: You were never much of a lover girl. Like no. I get, I am a lover girl. You're not. You were very much the opposite. But that's exactly the point of what started this podcast that's why they liked you so much is because you were hard to get. And yeah. it's the silly old tale of as old as time. They want what they can't have. Yeah. And hard to find, get
0: until you find someone that wants what they can right. have.
1: But that's the thing is it's all a game until you meet the right person. Right. So if you're playing games, then that's not the person. Clearly it's not the one, but here's my advice to you ladies is if you're playing games, you better fucking win that game.
0: Yeah, don't don't be on the fucking... Don't be like me. Don't get checkmated every, every single time. time. Like,
1: play the game back just because you don't deserve to get your ego fucking bruised like that. So
0: But you know your MO, though. And actually, I kind of love your MO because it's kind of sneaky. <laughs> oh, no. What is it? <laughs> you get in a situation Never a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes you get the ick. Or you're like, oh, maybe this isn't what I thought it was. Like, he's not the one. But you're never going to leave. Yeah. You're not going to walk away. So you cause a little problem. Yeah. Create a fight, a fake scenario in your head, do something that's going to like make them be like, "Oh, I'm going to walk away." Well, what it is is like I think
1: subconsciously I if I feel it's not working out, I will subconsciously sabotage Pause, sabotage yeah. i will cause a problem i've seen
0: it with my own so two that eyes.
1: they leave and then i'm stuck feeling like well what's wrong with me you're so funny you're like cause
0: <laughs> a problem that you know you cause that was completely like
1: avoidable not real <laughs>
0: yeah and then they are like okay well maybe this isn't working out and you're like yeah no it's not you're right <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then they leave and then i'm like wait wait, wait, wait what's wait, wrong wait, with wait, me wait. what did i do and then i retract because i'm like i don't want you to leave me because now I'm triggered. My abandonment issues are now triggered. Yeah, I'm fucked up in the head. You're not playing, you're not playing the fuck boy. But, you're but not- you know what I think caused that reaction in myself? I was in a really long relationship. And I, we were together for like four years. And I decided I wanted to leave the relationship. So I did. And what's crazy is I remember this girl, the girl that I was back during this time. And she was heartless. She left and she was gone. And done. And what's funny is I talk about all the time how I'm an anxiously attached person, but during this time of my life, I was very avoidant. And the reason I know this is because I didn't shed a tear about the loss of this relationship for, I think, four months.
0: You walked away and you were like, glad to be done with it. He was very upset. Until you realized, But then, shit.
1: But then I had a moment where, because this is the thing with avoidant attachments, they don't feel things immediately it takes a couple months because you know an avoidant attachment they feel a relief when something ends yeah but then once the relief wears off and a couple months go by the person the other person has been grieving this whole time so by the time the avoidant realizes that they feel all of these things maybe a little bit of regret that i was feeling yep i tried to go back this person had already met someone new and Moved on.
0: and Moved on because they, they they dealt with their grief. Yeah. You broke and- up with them. They They were sad. They struggled. They wanted you back. You rejected, rejected, rejected.
1: But so when I went back and this person didn't want me back, they had already moved on. And I remember being fucking devastated. Yeah. And it was the biggest mind fuck to me because I thought I was over this. For the last four or five months, I had been over this. And I don't know what randomly triggered me to realize that I actually was not over this. And wanted to go back. And that was no longer an option. And I just remember feeling like... I fucked up. I fucked up. And so from that point on... And then that led me into years of having to grieve and feel the loss of that until I finally got over it. But I think that because of that situation, I am scared to leave because so, I'm afraid to make that mistake
0: again. From that point forward, you would get in relationships that weren't that one. Mm-hmm. Like be like, I, I don't want to leave because I don't want to have regret. Like I fucked yeah. this up.
1: And it's again, subconscious. Like I don't, cause I'll say to myself, I want to leave, but then I start to talk myself out of it. I start to think, well, what if, what if I regret it? It's literally the same conversation every time. What if I regret it? And it's when you're the one leaving, you do feel a sense of regret usually like in the beginning you're like did I make the right choice right
0: like, like that's a normal Where, like emotional grief right
1: whereas when you're the one that's left you're devastated but it wasn't on you you know you didn't make the you're mistake. like what can I do
0: there's nothing I can do at this point yeah yeah
1: so it's a little bit easier which is funny because I fucking hate the feeling of being now abandoned like, why, too why am I not good enough yeah. you're like fucking made so them leave I really I have issues man but, but I think
0: it's something else that goes into that is like emotional testing I think A lot of people who are deeply traumatized or have have had really bad relationships, they test people, they test them over and over and over to see how far they can push them to see if they're going to leave, to see if they're going to walk out. Because in my relationship, the, the relationship that I got in where I was like, Oh shit. Like maybe I actually want this. Cause for years I was the fuck boy. I was the avoidant you were. I was the one who didn't care. It was honestly pretty commendable because I, was I mean, it was opposite. easy for me. I was like, I never expected anything. My expectations were really low. So, and it always left them like, yeah. you know, they were crawling
1: at your freaking feet because yeah. you weren't giving them what they
0: you were used to. And so when I met someone where I didn't feel that I was scared mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to test this person because I'm, I've, severe abandonment issues and And i was like yeah are they gonna leave how far can i push this person to make them basically leave and i went to therapy it took me going to therapy to To realize that you were doing this because i didn't know you know i thought this was just me being me Mm -hmm. sassy old me (laughs) (laughs) my therapist was like madison how many times are you going to test him how many times does he have to pass yeah because if he's going to keep passing and passing and passing you're toxic. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep doing it over and over and over. You're you are the, the problem. problem. Yeah. And I was like, bitch. Oh. <laughs> like, excuse okay. me. Uh, yeah. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. And I knew I loved him. You know, the, the moment I met him, I knew I wanted to be with him. But I was afraid of that level of commitment, that level of depth in a relationship. So I pushed. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't do anything outlandish. I didn't like cheat no, or No, you lie. were just
1: pushing back. You just did not want to accept the love that he was giving you. You were trying to convince yourself you didn't want it. All of these different things. I remember, but it's crazy because you went to therapy, which you had never done before. At the same time you met him, like you just said, and it, I just think like divine timing for things because I don't think you guys would have gotten this far had you not gotten through whatever you were struggling with. And I just think that it's even more of an indicator that that's probably the person for you. Well, and
0: we talk about that all the time. Like not just right person, but right person, right time. Mm-hmm. Because if I had met him three years ago, yeah, he would have been another dust bunny. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> dust bunny. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and for, for me, it was like, Therapy mm-hmm. I had started actually before I met him. Like I kind of blew it off. But when I met him, I was like, shit, I wanna be better. Mm-hmm. I wanna be the person that he deserves and that deserves him. And he never like shut me down for the, the bad parts of me. He always saw the good in me. Yeah. He always pushed me to be better. He never accepted the Because bullshit. although
1: you were toxic, you weren't like yeah. a narcissistic.
0: No. A person that was unfixable. There's a difference between someone who's traumatized and trying to be better and someone and who's testing just you flat and flat out so- toxic. Someone who's narcissistic and punishing you. Yeah. And you can see it. And he saw it and he was like, baby, I love you. I know you're fucked up in the head <laughs> and I appreciate that you're trying to do better. So I went to therapy for a fucking year straight trying to get my emotions together so that I could react better. So just so I could be better. I
1: mean, you are literally the way that you deal with everything now is so different to how you used to be. Not that there's better or worse, but I feel like we've even gotten closer because of this, because I feel like you're on a different, I mean, both of us have done the work the last year for our, not like for our friendship, but it's helped our friendship. But I it think. is
0: like for your relationships. That's why yeah. you do the work because you're more, why else? A, you're
1: more of a sensitive person. Whereas you used to be so afraid of a feeling, anything that you would just push everything away. And it made it hard sometimes to connect with you on like a deeper. Absolutely. Level.
0: I would do the same thing with you. I was avoidant. Yeah. Like you're going yeah. through, like, you want to talk to me about something you want to Oh, I never me. heard yeah. from you. No, I'm like, eh, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Like, and it worked for me because I was just skating. I was on the surface mm-hmm. and it, it worked for 18 through 23 when I was really struggling with these issues and struggling with alcohol and just being a party girl, being whatever. But if you don't grab life by the fucking horns mm-hmm. and take control of your own destiny sounds corny, but I would have spent the rest of my life with surface level relationships, unhappy mm-hmm. and always wanting more, but never being able to get it.
1: Yeah. Cause you just don't, I think if you don't go do this work on yourself, you don't realize that you're even doing these things.
0: Absolutely. And now we are finally in a place where he, he knows that I'm going to, show up and I'm going to always try to be better. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at engagement rings. I know. Now we're buying a house together. I know.
1: Okay. So let me ask you a question because we kind of have talked about this. You've always been someone that wanted nine children.
0: Since I was a kid.
1: And I've always been the complete opposite. Like, I don't know. I'm an only child. So my mom's always begging me, begging me to please have grandkids. Please give me grandbabies. Cause it's and the family thing. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it's because of the family dynamic I grew up in. Like I'm an only child. A lot of my family is estranged from us and from each other and just a very toxic environment. And so I don't know if that plays a role. But I also just as I've gotten older, I don't really see the benefit of having children. And I know that makes me sound very selfish. No, it doesn't. But I personally feel like it's, it's a very selfless act to have kids. And I think a lot of people have kids for selfish reasons, actually. I think they have them because they don't want to be alone. I think they have them because they want things something to always love them. I think they want to see themselves in, in another person. They I think always they, want to
0: provide for something and yeah, like have to show up and like they, it,
1: yeah. They want something for themselves. Whereas I think if you are gonna be a good parent, you have to be selfless and know that you are literally giving up your life to now take care of another human. And, and do you want them. that? I just I just think I the, the older I get, I kept thinking, maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll change my mind. And maybe I will change my mind.
0: When you meet the right person. Maybe. Yeah. But
1: even then, I just feel like I can't imagine being woken up in the morning to screaming toddlers, to grumpy teenagers, to having... And this is going to make me sound really bad, to going to soccer games and traveling for tournaments. Everything's and for somebody else. meetings. Yes. And it's just and it makes me sound really really selfish but i would rather just spend my life worrying about me and my significant other and and yes i do see that there are certain perks right that if i don't have kids maybe i'll never know that love or have that bond or that relationship and you know my mom and i now are super close it's like we wouldn't have that and you know who will i have when i'm older but i just really don't see it that way and i don't know if it's worth putting myself through that and a lot of the time too i feel like people that have kids it almost sounds like they're trying to convince you that they like it. it. You have to do it. Like that they're happy. And I know I met this girl once
0: and I was like, yeah, or I didn't say it. I I met this girl once and one of my friends was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm having kids. And she's like, you're wrong. Like you're gonna, you need to have kids. You're going to have kids. Like you have to have kids. It's like,
1: Hold yeah, on. Or they they'll be like trying to explain to you why they love it so much while it looks like they're crying inside. Yeah, I know. It's like Or like all of it just sounds horrible. Like her
0: pressing some other girl. Like what worry about your own self. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think the idea of having children has been so glamorized like from a young age. Like you see a mom in the kitchen with her hair in curlers, like cooking pancakes for her husband who provides and like that's a really nice setting. It's just embedded in our brains. Since we're born. It's maternal. We have a maternal instinct. But a, I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so for me, it's a tough question because since I was young, I used to tell my family, I'm having nine kids. Nine kids. I'm like eight years old. My mom's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to argue with my mom about this because she'd be like, Madison, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> She's like the whole ass mom. Yeah. And now that I am older and I can see it for what it really is. Having children is not glamorous. Mm-mm. It's not fun. It's not I mean don't get me wrong, of course there's fun things to it, but it's not what they make it look like in the movies. Mm-hmm. You are doing a 100% selfless act. You're sabotaging your relationship, your life, your social life, everything has to be for that child. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to do that, then, then you don't shouldn't have, have a kid. Right. I 100% and- think that there should be like a t- a test that you have to take in order Before to be open. able to have children. Yeah.
1: And I, I can see again, like the benefits of having them and having, you know, that cause I've talked to people, they're like, it's just a love that you can't explain. I get that from my dog. I'm perfectly happy feeling that way with my dog. And that's the other thing. I don't know if I have the tools to f- raise a child, you know, it's I would hard. never want, the world is cruel and it's just feels, I went through years and years and this is again, maybe just me being cynical, but I went through years of being like, I didn't even ask to be here. And now I have
0: to deal with all this fucking bullshit. And I didn't even choose to be here. Like, I was brought here. Well, and the world's only getting worse. Against my will. Let's be for real. Like, it's it's only getting worse. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people say, like, I don't want to bring a kid into this world. Right. Fair. It's kind of fucked up. But mm-hmm. is it that fucked up? Like By the time that, yeah. Our lives are fine. Our lives are great. Yeah. My idea on it is, as I get older, I stop glamorizing it as much. Mm-hmm. It's not like... I want to have a baby because yeah. babies are you know yeah i have mad baby fever i see baby and i'm like i look at carson i'm like see i do pregnant not, impregnate i do not have that my number one reason for wanting children and even though i say right now like it's not going to work for me right now it's probably not going to work for me for the next five maybe even seven years i'm not going to do it you know people used to have kids when they were 20 years old like that's what you Crazy. did you were a girl you got your period you got pregnant mm-hmm. like that was the standard and I'm not going to do that. If I'm going to have kids, I'm going to be emotionally, financially, relationship, everything is going to be on point so that my children can be brought into a world, their world, that is going to make them successful and make them happy. I want grandchildren. I do want a big family because I look at my parents now, my dad, I look at my dad now and I'm like, what would he have without us? hmm But also, do I want to wipe ass and clean up, throw up for 10 years? Not really. (laughs) Like, not really. Yeah. But I also don't want a nanny to raise my kids. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah.
1: Well, we were also talking about how the fact that when you become a mom, you are now going to be having to, you're going to be a stay-at-home mom and you hate being at home all day. I don't want
0: to stay at home.
1: But you, what are you going to give, like, is the nanny going to raise your
0: kids? And that's another, that's a really good point, Allie, because I will not let someone else raise my children. I, you know, people are weird. I don't trust people. I'm not going to let someone else raise my kid, but I get stir crazy when I don't have appointments for one day. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? And then my partner is going to go work for 10 hours to support for his family, which he would happily do, and then come home and God forbid he gets some rest, but no, I need some rest Mm because I've been with the fucking baby all day. Mm -hmm. So he used to take the baby. There is a statistic that 70% of couples say that they wish they would have waited or wish that they would not have had children.
1: I think every single person I've talked to that didn't have kids says, don't do it.
0: Don't do it. It's not as, it's not glamorous.
1: And everyone that does tells you to have kids. I just feel like I'm like, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. You're trying to fucking ruin my life. You ruined your life. You want me to ruin mine too. But again, like I, it's different when it's your own kid. I don't know. Maybe I just, I haven't decided fully if that's the, the journey that I will go on.
0: I got you. I will probably end up having a kid, even though I'm like (laughs) right now, right now I'm like, no. Yeah.
1: Please don't have a kid right now.
0: Oh, hell no. (laughs) Maybe when I'm 30, 33, I will have a kid. I will give you my baby for a couple weeks when I go to Bora Bora and you (laughs) can let me know when I get back how you feel about it. No.
1: I don't (laughs) want to watch it. I was like, Allie, you're
0: going to be the best auntie. She's like, I never signed up to be nobody's fucking auntie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did. I didn't sign up. Nowhere in my life did I sign anything saying- Let's
0: be for real. You're going to wipe some- No, I'm not. Some
1: baby ass. Nope. I'm really not. I would love to make see you make me try. Uh, you want to know a fun fact about me? I've never held a baby.
0: That is so <laughs> weird, dude. So you've just never had the desire to or? I've always just felt Like has weird? there been a baby around you and you just chose not to? Yeah. See, like I am naturally drawn to babies. I want to hold them. My cousin has a baby. I, I change his diaper just to be nice. I play with them. I, kids love me. I go to like the family function. There's like a picture of me at our family Christmas.
1: <laughs> I could see kids love Dog you. piled
0: mm-hmm. in children. They just like my energy. I like them. Like, that sounds weird. <laughs> 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 I like them. I, I've always loved babies. Even when I was a kid, I used to want to hold the baby, feed the baby, change the baby. I've never been like that. I, I actually what,
1: would rather not hold the baby.
0: I get the baby away from you've you never held the baby in your arms (laughs) never never like seen Mm. a little chubby cheeked baby no I (laughs)
1: actually this is gonna sound really bad I used to see babies and get like angry
0: (laughs) okay okay okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really did they would piss me off just a little like
0: this is because they're so helpless or what
1: I don't know what it is about them that I just don't like I just, I've gotten over that, but I remember like... You're not going
0: to hold my baby like right (laughs) away then.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, I just, I'm not a baby person. I'm sure like your baby I would like, but... And
0: so that makes me wonder like how much of it is maternal instinct and how much of it is like just how you are. Because Mm -hmm. they say all women have this clock. Literally never. You've never felt it? Never. That's crazy. I've never... Every three minutes I'm like, eh. I literally
1: don't even know what that would feel like i can't i don't have that feeling and so if i feel like if i were to have a baby i would just be doing it because that's what we're supposed to do so i've never had the desire do to it do it. it i mean yeah. it's
0: th- it's not worth it if you don't want to do it because for me everything <laughs> that's same- literally
1: what i've just been saying yeah. it's like what's funny is i feel like no one really believes you when you say like the i pressure, don't want kids yeah. but it's like if i if you knew how i felt you'd be like oh yeah because if
0: you're a woman without kids what are you what do you have Right? Everyone's like, how old are your kids? Freedom. <laughs> it's never like, what are you doing with your career? Mm-hmm. And how have you advanced? Or, you know, it's always, how's your husband? How's your kids? Mm-hmm. And for me, that's okay. But for someone like you who does not feel that, like, your clock is not ticking. So what do you if want? If I found out
1: I was infertile today, I would literally not care. <laughs> there would not be a piece of me that would be upset.
0: I would be fucking devastated. Really? And that's how you know... I'm going to have kids. Mm -hmm. Annoying, snot-nosed, shit-covered, beautiful little children. (laughs) Allie's like, "Uh." Literally. I mean, I'm trying not to
1: sound like the the fucking devil right now. But you know what?
0: It's good for us to have both sides, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of women out there who don't feel advocated for.
1: Yeah. They don't
0: want to have children, and they are demonized.
1: Yeah, which is fucking stupid. It's like having a child is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life for to force someone into doing that is crazy to me because it's um something that someone should want to to do to do a good job at it you should want to do it the other thing i was gonna say too is i think that people just assume that once we have kids our opinion will change like you're gonna you don't want kids but just wait till you have them you know
0: so that's why they push it on us. that sounds like a good reason to have a kid
1: because they think oh you'll never love anything as much it's like well some people just don't care to have that you know what i mean i don't know and i feel like the more it's pushed upon us the less i want it
0: and it does not make you less of a woman less of a person less of a partner
1: i've never felt that way anyways i i really don't care what society thinks like at all
0: i think the only time it's really relevant would be discussing that with your partner because there's some people that that's make or break if i was right? with someone
1: that i really loved and they really wanted a kid like we would just talk about it and if they were like,
0: Ali, I, I need to have a child. I, need to I have would, children.
1: I would feel like that's a little bit weird to be honest. If someone was like, I will not be happy if I don't have kids. Like to me, that's weird.
0: You're like, what's wrong?
1: Well, it's like, why do you need that to be happy? What is that going to bring to you that you don't already have? What is like, I would have to understand why they felt that way. Because to me that almost seems
0: just a bit concerning. Uh, you and know? you're not wrong for that, honestly, because in a healthy relationship right now, the way that we discuss it is that we'd love to have kids God forbid something happened that we didn't, we would still be happy. Yeah. And there is people that are like, this is do or die. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be with you.
1: Or for me specifically, like when men, like I get the whole motherly wanting to have kids. But for men specifically, it almost is like... Are you good? Like, yeah. why do you need a kid so bad so that you can have control? I don't know. Like, it just is giving... It just gives a weird vibe. And I don't know if it's just I watch too much TV, like reality TV. And I see all these like douchebags just talking. Like, they're the worst guy in the world. And like, they just Like, you should not be having a they child. They just can't wait to have a kid.
0: And I'm like... Well, this is a another point to generational trauma it's like people who are traumatized just having kids to fill a void yes well, and that's, then that's creating or, another void right or
1: just to have their name carried on or yeah. whatever it is for like the guys we're gonna versus, take like, my last name yeah okay, okay. my bloodline will be done if i don't have you know it's <laughs> like okay, go back to the fucking 18th no then they century. have like four
0: girls and they're like fuck
1: <laughs> yeah right because that's how karma works yeah
0: so me and my boyfriend recently manifested everything that we've been wanting with moon water and we got everything we wanted so we filled up a glass of water wrote all of our manifestations down on a piece of paper said them in the present tense i have more money than i know what to do with i have the best relationship i have the best health put it on a piece of paper put it outside under the full moon with a glass of water on top of it in the morning we went downstairs bunch of bugs in the water (laughs) i don't give a fuck chugged the moon water repeated our manifestations in the present tense i have more money than i know what to do with I have the best relationship I've ever had. I'm not kidding. 10 months later, every single box is checked. What? We are having literally the best year of our lives. Best relationship, best health, biggest financial year. I believe in that.
1: I've heard so much about moon water specifically, like to bathe in it. But just something I want to put out there. You know, you could put like a bottle of water and put the lid on it and put it under the full moon so that you don't have the bugs and stuff
0: damn i drink bugs for no reason
1: (laughs) yeah that's just for the future but so it's
0: funny because my boyfriend was like babe you're a fucking weird witch like what do you mean like he did it he was super down for the cause we put our whole heart into this right we manifested every single second and i thought it was bullshit too but it's not it worked my life is tenfold what it was this time last year
1: something about you that i think i think you're a really good manifester I don't even think you realize it. I think because you even more so than me, I have a really hard time visualizing things. And a lot of manifesting is visualizing the outcome, so that because you have to visualize it and really feel it for it to happen.
0: And you I have did to feel
1: like it already exists.
0: I saw it all like right in front of me. I I can see my bank account. I close my eyes. My bank account is tripling, quadrupling. Our followers tripling, quadrupling. My relationship stronger, healthier. My health well we've I'm been squatting <laughs> like 285 i'm like let's go we've been
1: blowing up on tiktok and i swear i was like madison goes every time i see eleven eleven. i close my eyes and i visualize
0: a 1.1 million, fo- million followers and
1: i'm thinking to myself is she the reason that we're blowing <laughs> up because i can't manifest for shit like i try i think you know what it is with me because i have such a negative um inner voice sometimes that i think i'm really good at manifesting things but i I, not on purpose and I think sometimes I'm really good at manifesting bad things because I will have a negative dialogue within myself and that's really it's like the subconscious is really what's manifesting that's stuff. the
0: biggest part of it though people don't realize like you can't just say it and pray for it and like hope it, hope it happens you have to really believe when it. you manifest it when you see it in front of you when you close your eyes and you make that your life yeah you actually subconsciously start making decisions yes that Make it happen. Yes. Because you can't just wish upon a fucking star. Yeah. And it's going to come true. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work. But when you manifest it, you see it. You close your eyes and you see those numbers. You see that relationship.
1: You create that energy around you that is now drawing in that vibration.
0: It's so real. I have everything. I have everything the best relationship i'm making a really good amount of money in my career i have the best relationship with my best friend mm-hmm. our podcast is doing really well mm-hmm. because i know it's going i love to. that for you i don't have any fucking questions i am the luckiest girl in the world i'm a lucky lucky little girl <laughs> lucky girl
1: syndrome i'm telling you there's so much to it but that's honestly awesome i remember hearing about that because i used to be into and don't come for me for this witchcraft a little bit, just cause it cure. It made me feel curious because I had such weird experiences with spirits and dreams and things like and that like nature tarot
0: cards. And like, you yeah. always had things something of that yeah. nature.
1: I've always believed a little bit in witchcraft. I like, you know, I know that has a dark connotation for some people that are like Bible thumpers, whatever to me it was very innocent like I would never cast you know because they say be careful with black magic because whatever you cast out you can get back really
0: easily which is why you have to be careful about your negative thoughts
1: right and so any type of negativity, so if you're ever dabbling in witchcraft or reading anything about that, and witchcraft, it sounds witchcraft, dark.
0: Witchcraft? I hate the word. Is like... Well, it
1: sounds dark and scary, but really it's just energies and intentions and like different types of herbs are used in witchcraft because they all hold different properties
0: But you know what? Energy. It's the same fucking thing as praying. It is.
1: It's just a different... Because
0: when I can't sleep at night and I'm anxious and I have a million thoughts in my head, I pray. What do I pray to? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I thank the universe for everything that I have. I don't ask for a goddamn thing.
1: And you don't even know who's listening when I you're doing I thank
0: that. the universe for my life. Mm-hmm. My beautiful, blessed life. I thank everything. And when you are grateful, when you are appreciative, when you have good vibes, everything just comes. Yeah, When you... I love this quote. You got to spend money to make money. Mm -hmm. People who are like very stingy, scared to spend money. If you're scared to take risks, you're never going to reap the reward. If you don't take the risk, there is no reward. So... When you're risking things in life, you're risking investments, you're risking relationships, you're you're doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Making
1: choices that are otherwise known as scary or the walking into the unknown. You're out
0: of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because your comfort zone is where everything is going to stay exactly the same. Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable, something is not right. Right.
1: And there's a difference between being content and comfortable and... Feeling content and comfortable, but also wanting more for your life. If you want more, then you need to do different things.
0: We're human beings. It's our natural disposition to want more, to crave more, to be motivated, to do more things.
1: Like what you want isn't just going to arrive on your doorstep. You we talk about manifesting and all of this stuff, but you can't just, like you said, wish upon a star and expect things to just come to you. Yes, you got to put in the work. In some scenarios, yes, I do believe that that is how the universe works. It rewards you for making certain decisions and doing certain things, but that also depends on what decisions you make and what things you leave out of your life and what path you decide to take.
0: What doors you close, yeah, what, what doors, doors you open. open. Yep. And <laughs> I can think 1.1 million followers over and over and over, but if I didn't show up every week for this podcast... Right,
1: we would be negative. 1.1
0: million. I'm not going to get a million, million. <laughs> fucking followers. It's not that simple. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between people who manifest and are... Lazy getting it and ma- people who manifest and are not, they're like, I manifest every day. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it. You're mm-hmm. not putting in the work. You're just, you wish on a star and then you do the same shit. Yeah. If you're going to do the same shit, the, what, your life's going to be exactly the, the same definition
1: of insanity,
0: doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, we're going to end the podcast with a funny kind of dramatizing story on my part. So, as many of you already know, I'm single. The last single one of most, all of my friends, actually. And that's okay. But occasionally I will download,
0: you know, a dating app. A casual dating app to maybe hinge. Most Never of, Tinder.
1: <laughs> most of the time it gets deleted within 24 hours. But this particular time, I met someone. <laughs> that's nice, Al. And he was a really hot. I mean, beautiful man. And I had known him we grew up in the same town, so I knew who he was. He's beautiful, like really hot, cool. We started chatting. I was like pretty excited. Okay, this could probably go somewhere. Because we live in a small town and the ratio of beautiful women to beautiful men
0: is really fucking bad. They say there's something in the water in Reno for the women. Yeah. Like the girls here are st- a spogliato, stunning, <laughs> beautiful and then the with men? Prosecco.
1: I'm so sorry if you're a man from Reno listening to this. You're a fucking seven. (laughs) If that. So this guy, I'll give him like a nine. He's hot. I mean, it's hard to find a hot guy in this town. And so I'm like thinking to myself, how did I overlook you this whole time you've been in this town? So fast forward, I were talking, we're planning a date. Uh, We hadn't hung out actually yet, but I show my mom a photo of him mom, look at this guy. He's super cute. I'm like all giddy and excited. You guys have been chatting like a little bit, right? Yeah, for like a week probably. And I show her and she looks at him. She goes, God, he looks familiar. And then she goes, I think I know his mom. And I was like, oh, who's his mom? She goes, his mom is your dad's cousin. And
0: I was like, um
1: what <laughs> no 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 I'm like no 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 that no 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 can't Not be s- right
0: that cannot that, be right because that would
1: make him my cousin no 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 let's let's back check this so my mom goes no no Allie I, I really think that this is your cousin so she looks it, up his mom on Facebook and she goes yeah Allie this is your dad's Cousin, the man was your cousin. <laughs> so <laughs> Have I'm you ever in denial. Your cousin on Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in big denial at this point because there's just no way. And so here's the tea on my dad. My dad was adopted because his dad passed away when he was eight from heart attack. So then he his mom remarried and that family adopted him. The family that was blood related that I never got to know because my dad was adopted was the relatives of the guy I matched oh with. My <laughs> God. So not only is he my cousin, but he's my blood cousin. Blood cousin. But I had no idea. But your existed. dad was adopted,
0: so you had no fucking idea.
1: No idea this guy existed as my cousin because I didn't know any of that side of the family because my dad's dad is dead and we we weren't close with that side of the Thank family. God
0: your mom recognized him. So, yeah. So I had
1: to break the news and...
0: Said, hey, we just matched on Hinge, but you are my cousin.
1: <laughs> and it was honestly kind of fucking depressing, but now it's a good little joke because I like to say that I dated my cousin and it's all good hee-hee-ha-ha's. But I will say, just for the record, he's my fourth cousin, so that's technically legal. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna <in>
0: fucking... <laughs> I mean, technically...
1: It's technically. Illegal. It's not
0: incest. Your your DNA is like what zero point zero 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 two. Yeah. Like. Yes, but it's still obviously socially. But thank God someone noticed because you can you imagine if you like dated
1: and you know me I would have gotten attached. Dated, got fucking. And then,
0: you guys are in a relationship. Six months into yeah. a relationship, your mom's like, "That's your cousin." Yeah.
1: So that would have been really, really, really
0: traumatizing but gotta love a small town
1: fortunately right fortunately it never went further from the hinge dms and that's why i will never use those apps ever again. <laughs> don't use
0: dating apps in a small town because like it's you, your cousin you might date your cousin on accident welcome to bad therapy episode 11 you know what i just realized we never cheersed in the beginning of this
1: well that's fucking so despicable it's despicable cheers to episode 11 and we'll see you guys
0: Next Thursday. 1.1 million.
1: (laughs) Cheers.